A quick word from our sponsor. Are you having trouble getting your design system to work for everyone in your business? Well, with Zero Height, you can have a central place where designers, engineers, product, brand, content folks, they can all come together and they can talk the same language to make your design system as successful as it can be. From documentation to token management to governance features, Zero Height is the most robust design system tool on the market today. And you can try it out for free at zeroheight.com. Now back to the show. On today's show, we're talking about our design system, Valentines. In this special episode, I will shine the light on some incredible individuals in the field who might not be on your radar yet, but definitely should be. I'll cover some of the work they're doing and where you can find their contributions. Get ready to fall in love with these design system Valentines. If you're new, I'm Michelle Chin, design advocate at Zero Height, the design system management platform, and this is Design Systems WTF. All right. So I think what's really um, what I'm really excited about in this episode, and this was Luke's idea, uh, that we get to highlight some of the people that we really love and enjoy um, learning from and and hearing from. Um, they're not your typical uh, design system people that I think, I guess, famous design system people that that people go to um, or design systems that people readily go to. But I, I think these are the more obscure ones, I think. Uh, maybe not too obscure, but ones that are definitely worth uh, paying attention to and following just because I think you can get a lot of great information uh, from them. So I think let's start off with, um, and then feel free to share in, in the chat if you have your own as well. So um, I'll start off with design systems because I think everyone thinks of when they think of design systems, they think of carbon and material and not that they're bad design systems, but I think they're very unrealistic compared to a lot of what uh, most companies and organizations have to create day to day. Um, and, and they're also very well established, like materials been around for 10 years, carbon just as long. Um, they had several people, dozens of people working on the design system as well. So, and when I say several dozens, like 60 people at, at some time. So, um, that's not always realistic for, for most companies, um, with the, with their design system team. So, Let's see. So I, I would like to highlight Uber's base. I think that team has done a really great job and I will provide uh, links to all these resources in the show notes so you can have access to them. Um, but yeah, Uber's design system base is really nice. It has a lot of detail. They uh, clearly communicate the status of components, which is really nice. Um, so anyone going in knows where things are. Um, for the most part, a lot of the site is public. There is some stuff that is locked down. Um, but it's a good one to look at. And then um, another one that I really like is Nord Health's design system. So the Nord design system is um, is really well done. It's very thorough and thoughtful. They do a good bit with tokens and you can just see how nice things are um, documented. Um, and, and you can tell there's a lot of care that's been put into their design system. Um, so it is a very beautiful design system. Um, not built in zero height, but that's okay. Uh, but like it is, it is really helpful. And then I refer to this one often, the pajama design system by GetLab. First, I like the name pajamas. Um, it's a cool, it's a cool name. I'll have to figure out where that, that came from. But um, the GetLab design system is also very thorough, but it has a lot of like good, like it shows you a lot of examples of like how to use things, um, how they structure some stuff, um, a lot of, you know, detail, like where you should have detail, where you shouldn't have it. So if you're looking for inspiration, it's another good one. And then uh, lastly, um, the Cedar design system 
by REI. So if you're not from the United States, REI is like a sporting goods, like an outdoor sporting goods uh, store. And they have a really, really great design system that focuses on accessibility. Um, they have a lot of coverage on tokens and explains how they do their tokens. They also give a good token overview. Um, so it's a really great place for inspiration on how to um, look at components and document them. And then um, Matt has mentioned the Atlassian design system, which is also really, really great. And it's evolved over the years quite a bit. Um, and yeah, so that's also a great one. I will put the links in the chat. So they might appear a little messy, um, but they'll be there. And yeah, they're clickable, cool. All right, so um, I think I also wanted to highlight uh, Lucas Opperman. I feel like I'm giving like an award show. <laughs> so like uh, Lucas Opperman has written like one of the best uh, design token naming articles that I've seen. Um, he is a designer at GitHub, so I will put that link in the chat as well. I think this this article really helped me understand like the architecture of de design tokens and just like how kind of wild and crazy the space of naming is because there's a lot of there's a lot of synonyms for things like um, you know if you're familiar with tokens or not familiar there's like you could have like your primitive tokens which are the ones that are name that map to like actual values like hex values and stuff um but primitive tokens can be core could be called core tokens they can be called a bunch of other things um and i didn't realize how many synonyms there were out there but um i think this helps you build a framework for understanding uh how to name your tokens in a way that maintains sanity. And then I don't know if anyone else has any other less renowned people that talk about design tokens. Um, feel free to put that in the chat as well. We'll get those in the show notes. I also kind of wanted to highlight some teams. So if you think about, I think there's a lot of teams doing a lot of great things. Not all of them are in a place to be able to share their information. Um, but I think the one that I did find was really, really helpful is the UK government digital service team. I'm not sure if it's their design system team specifically, but that whole team, they did like a web series on um, WCAG 2.2, so like the new standards, and they explained the various elements of um, how how to understand the elements, like what they're, what the guidelines talk about, how to use it, what does it mean for designing components and stuff. So um, they did a whole web series and that's like a workshop. So the, the they're all posted online. Um, they're a little bit lengthy, but I think they're super valuable because it's just they unpack a lot of information um, in a really helpful way. And they share it out with the community, which I think is also pretty rad. Does anyone subscribe to any like design system newsletters or other design system type of like feeds of things? Um, I wanted to mention uh, PJ Onori uh, has design system news as a website. Um, and this one is, it's not really like a newsletter, but it's kind of just like a, a website that kind of highlights some really interest, interesting articles that recently came out and he provides his take. Um, PJ has been at places like PayPal and, um, Pinterest and worked on design systems and, um, has managed design system teams. So, he has quite a bit of realistic experience and he is based in the Bay Area. So I actually got to meet him one time at a meetup. Um, so that was really cool. 
And then uh, he also hosts a podcast with Davey Fung called Design System Office Hours, which is also really good. It's a podcast on um, just different design system topics. And so they did one recently about like design system careers. Um, it's just a really way, nice way of like hearing more about design systems from the perspective of other people um, who are actively in design systems and then managing them and kind of going through the challenges of design systems and put that in there. Uh, so Sean mentions uh, Hey Designer and Front End Focus are two good newsletters as well. So if you're not subscribed, definitely check those out. Um, hey Designer is pretty cool. I haven't looked at Front End Focus. Also wanted to mention um, a couple other folks that are super into design systems and they you might not see them too often, but I think worth, worth mentioning for sure. So Sarah Veselov um, is a really cool person. She is, um, I believe, the director of design at honeycomb.io, but she also wrote a book called Building Design Systems. And this is the book. It's a, a very thin book. So if, if you're like me and you don't like to read, uh, this is right up your alley. But I think this is often overlooked. Um, and it shouldn't be because it is actually a really practical manual. It's not going to tell you like how to create your design components, but it's more of like the the more strategy aspect and like the business aspect as well. So um, that's also, I think, really, really important once you, you know, are scaling and growing your design system. So it's a really, really great resource. And she actually wrote the book with Tori Davis. So um, I, I really like this book and highly recommend it. Um, and Sarah is just a really cool person in general. Uh, she used to have a board game cafe where she would like uh, sling coffee shots or sling. She was a barista on the weekends and like people would come in and play board games. And she had like this mega, I don't know, shop with like a bajillion board games. Um, and that was really cool. So she's just like a really cool person in general, but she actually is very, um, I've seen some of her workshops that she does and she does a really good job in terms of like, uh, like structuring and framing problems and challenges to make them more solvable and approachable. Um, very knowledgeable, um, has a lot of like good business sense experience. Cause I think especially when you think about design systems, we have to, it's interesting. Like we have to like constantly pitch the value of it, except the um, it's a very valuable piece. So unlike any other feature or anything in your product, um, I feel like design system have to work twice as hard to prove their value, which just seems very, yeah, seems very paradoxical, I guess, if that's the right word. Uh, Tony Ann mentions that Ben Callahan from Sparkbook has, Sparkbox has been running a question each week, um, not newsletter, but a great place for interesting discussion in the design system space, especially from teams who don't publish as much publicly, which is also really great. So that is definitely a great resource. Thanks for sharing that. And then, um, Kendra went to the UK Gov Design System Talk in Toronto um, at the Microsoft building two weeks ago. And um, she also shared some slides, which I'll put in the show notes. And they provided some insights on how to prioritize what to do in terms of accessibility, which I think is always great because I think that's one of the hardest things to prioritize if you think about it, because everything in accessibility is super, super important, but um, they all can't get done at once. So how do you how do you prioritize that? So I think um, 
maybe most people know about Amy Hupe. Um, if not, she's a design system consultant and she's worked on several different design systems within the UK. Uh, she has a podcast called Systems of Harm. And I think what's really nice about Amy is that she is like really looking at design systems from like, uh, like a human and cultural perspective. So, um, you know, like her podcast Systems of Harm, like what, what harm is being done, um, you know, inadvertently, right? So, and how, how can we go about changing that? Um, and uh, she has like a really good approach when, and experience from like untangling very messy design systems and advocating for, for design systems. Um, and she's actually going to start a podcast with Jerry Reed um, next week, I believe. Yeah, next week. Uh, called Back to School. So each episode, they're going to explore an aspect of design systems and kind of unpack like the history, where things, how things came about, where things evolved. So it's definitely different than like your typical like podcast of like up and coming things. It's a little bit more about like foundational things leading into like what exists today. And I think that's going to be super helpful context. Like I'm really excited about it because I get to get, get some of that history without having to do the research. So thank you, Amy and Jerry. Um, and I also wanted to mention Jerry Reed as someone else who's a stellar design system person. So she is a design system consultant um, and she is also very into accessibility. So she's done a lot of great talks around accessibility. Um, I remember a couple of years ago at WDC in Bristol, she did a talk about um, WCAG 3.0. So like, even though like we just uh, had 2.2 finalized in October, uh, she did one about uh, 3.0 and like what to like be on the lookout for and like what does it mean for you. So um, I think it's always something, you know, that is is very interesting to to look at, even though the approval of 3.0 will probably be very, very far away from now. Um, it's always good to kind of start thinking about that, um, doing a little future proofing. Um, but she also uh, did a talk at Converge last year, the closing talk at Converge US, and I'll have to put that in um as well uh in the show notes i don't have the link to that but um it was really funny there was a talk about basically a talk about like what happens when your design system grows up and um moves out and gets its own apartment and kind of like the evolution of the news uh uk website uh or design system i should say wanted to also speak about uh accessibility because i feel like there's a lot of uh, overlap between accessibility and design systems. Um, so if you haven't heard of Soren Hanby, they are a really awesome um, designer and uh, they specialize in accessibility as well. Um, they actually call, uh, I saw them speak at Clarity um, in San Francisco uh, last year and they talked about accessibility ops. So rather than like, an accessibility like oh we have to add accessibility to our design system or our designs or our code or whatever like the um the whole concept was around like the operations of accessibility so making sure your team was empowered to uh implement accessibility people were keeping up with standards and understanding them um so the all the logistics kind of like wrapping it around like making accessibility or including accessibility into your product, like very, very tangible, um, very like uh, process-based in a good way. So it was kind of like part of like the the working system. Um, so uh, I thought the talk was great. She's 
they've got a lot of really awesome resources as well. So uh, definitely check out Soren's site and all of their related links. Let's see. I think, um, yeah, if anyone else has anyone that I haven't mentioned yet, please put them in the chat so we can kind of all share. Uh, I lastly wanted to like mention Morgan Peng. Um, so she spoke at Converge in the UK in September of last year. Uh, she's the director of design at Societe Generale, um, which is a financial company. And um, so she's done a lot of work on their design system. They have like a really great team who's done a lot of good work. So you can see some of their articles on Medium. Um, but she also has a series of articles on just like design careers, um, you know, navigating them. What does that look like? And I think that's really important to think about as you are working on design systems, like, you know, what opportunities do you have to grow? Like where, how can you grow as a leader if you want to grow as a leader? Um, what does your design career look like? And what does it look like to pivot? Because I think, um, you know, if you're into design systems and you want to focus more on that, that's a different aspect than just regular uh, UX or uh, product design, um, but it's similar. So uh, I think she's got a lot of like several really good articles that can help provide guidance on um, like careers in general. I think that wraps up my list that I wanted to highlight, but if people have questions around certain topics, I can try to mention people that I might, I, that I can think of. Oh, I guess I look, I'm looking at my list and I forgot uh, Taylor Cashton. So um, Taylor is a designer based out of North Carolina. And I, um, I used to live in North Carolina for a little bit. So I actually never got the pleasure of working with him, but um, design circles run small. So I, I heard a lot of great things about Taylor um, before he was like then doing a lot of great things. So uh, he wrote like a really awesome article on Medium about design system careers. Um, I'll have to find the link to that, but uh, he's also done several talks and uh, webinars and other things on on design systems. Um, and he's currently at the the Mayo Clinic, but he's done a lot of like different uh, design system work with different companies. So uh, a good breadth of experience there to to share and and speak about. Um, and he's a really nice guy. So uh, definitely definitely someone to to follow. Yeah, happy to take anyone's topics uh, and then see if we can find a design system person to think about. Also, yeah, happy to, you know, for you to uh, add in any other design people or newsletters or things that might not be, um, I guess, what everyone defaults to if you think about it. So, yeah, I think the the more that we can share, the better, because I think with design systems especially, it's very hard to there's no one size fits all. It's like, there's so many factors, like so many, you know, like solutions depend on, you know, who's on your team, what kind of team do you have? What kind of governance do you have? How many products are you, you know, working with? What kind of code bases are they using? Um, what are the skill sets of, of the, the teams that, uh, that you have? Um, so I think a lot of it varies. So the more that we can share, the better is really, really helpful as well. And then I think, let's see, I guess I also wanted to highlight that uh, it's Valentine's Day. And I think if you um, or while recording this, it's Valentine's Day. Don't forget to uh, thank your design system peers um, for the work that they do. Uh, I think design systems is is a tough job um, because it is very foundational to a company and 
some people can be like, I need my components and why can't you get my components faster? Um, it can be a very, a very challenging um, role to be in, but you also have to think about quite a bit and you're making quite a bit of decisions and that can, that might not always be fun. Um, you might have to create a lot of versions of components and variants and that also isn't always fun. Um, you have to think about design tokens, which I don't know, might sound like a fun idea and then until you realize you are stuck so it can also not be fun so i think i think definitely if you can thank your peers for the work that they do always be appreciative because it isn't isn't easy if you are um not a design system maker but have design system maker coworkers or friends definitely thank them for the work that they do because um a little bit of thanks can go a long way because it is it is hard at times and and I think there can be like a lot more struggle or feels like there is more struggle than, than appreciation. So um, I think definitely as a big shout, thank your, thank your design system peeps. And then I think like I will put together a list of this, of the people in the show notes um, that I mentioned. And then I think, you know, if you are on social media or LinkedIn and want to share it out, so we help these people grow their networks a bit more and get their visibility that I think they deserve. That'd be super awesome um, because these are really great and talented people that are contributing quite a bit to the design system community, um, which is why we wanted to highlight them for today. Okay, so um, I think that's it for today. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to fire questions for the next episode, let us know. Please send it through either Zeros, our Slack community, which you can reach at zerohight.com slash Slack or on X at Zero Height. And we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.